Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we're going over to England, to Kent, to talk to the CEO, Steve Wood, of Rotary Radio UK. So, welcome, Steve. Uh, That's very kind of you to invite me. Thank you very much. So, Steve, let's start with your academic background. Where did you go to school? Oh, gosh, it's it's a long time ago, Um, over half a century uh, when I left school. um, I was was born in uh, South London in a place called Forest Hill, Um, and... um, the main part of my education was at Brockley County Grammar School for Boys, uh, which was a very traditional boys' grammar school with strict uniform uh, requirements. But actually, it was quite, a, it, for its time, uh, it was quite a liberal establishment. And um, we learnt uh, m- more about life uh, than we learnt about uh, the academic side of things. But... Uh, I seem to have managed to survive. So that's why you became street smart. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay, so talk about your work experience. Yes, okay. Um, I like uh, many people uh, of my generation, um, the careers advice we were given um, was uh, very rudimentary. If you were over six foot tall, they advised you to join the police. Uh, If um, you've got three A-levels, they advised you to go to university. Um, And if you've got two A-levels, like I did, um, you were more or less uh, considered a failure and just told to get on with it. Um, So um, I spent uh, most of my uh, career working in the City of London, Uh, for an insurance company uh, where I was responsible for uh, recruitment. Um, I started off as a very junior clerk and worked my way up. Um, And um, I stayed at that company for 21 years. After that, I set up my own recruitment business with um, a chap called Mike Thompson, and we traded as IMR recruitment consultants recruiting fund managers and analysts for the financial markets. Um, And we did reasonably well uh, until the financial crash uh, more or less wiped us out. Um, So I looked for another job and um, I joined uh, Kent County Council, uh, the local authority here where I live, um, as the teacher recruitment manager. Um, Kent has 650 schools, uh, junior schools and secondary schools. And I was responsible for, with a team of, a small team of people, responsible for assisting their recruitment efforts. uh, And I absolutely loved it. It was the best part of my career. Okay, so then you retired. And in 2019... You started, of all things, a radio station. Yes. Well, that, that all happened 
quite by accident. Um, I was the president of my Rotary Club in that year, sitting born in Victor, and um, we had an email from our local MP to say that the radio, the hospital radio station on the hospital uh, on the Isle of Sheppey, which is just off the, the North Kent coast, was in dire straits financially, and um, could we help? So we said, oh, yes, of course we could, and uh, I ended up uh, going over there with a cheque, which I handed over, and they said, well, while you're here, Steve, why don't you uh, have a go? And I said, no, no, couldn't possibly do that. And they said, yeah, come on, come on, come on. So I did, and I got hooked. And um, I worked on the hospital radio station for a while, and then one of the guys there um, asked me why there wasn't a radio station for Rotary. Um, and I said, well, it's probably because no one's ever thought about it. And he said, well, why don't we do it? So in a moment of madness, I said yes. And um, it, we took it on from there. And um, here, here we are. Okay, so to get a radio station, don't you require licenses? Yes. Uh, well, um, we broadcast on the internet. We don't broadcast to air um, because uh, um, even if we could get a license to broadcast to air and they're very difficult to get hold of, uh, the cost is prohibitive. Uh, but you can set up on the internet and do what you like, basically. Um, but if you are going to play music, which of course we do, uh, you have to have a license from the organisation uh, which is called EPL, Phonographic Performance Limited, I think it is. And they collect fees which they pay to the music copyright holders. And then there's the Performing Rights Society, which pays music for to, to the performers. Uh, and we have to have licenses uh, from both of those organisations. But because we are classed as a small internet station, uh, we pay a flat fee. We don't have to pay, uh, you know, per track that we pay. We pay because uh, the the administration behind that would just be ridiculous. So um, we are we are all, we are perfectly perfectly legal in what we do. So, how many hours a day do you broadcast, Steve? Uh, we're broadcasting 24 hours a day and 365 days a year. Uh, the software that we have that runs the station uh, enables us to, uh, to do that with a mixture of live presenters, recorded programs by those presenters, um, and then... Uh, running on automatic because we have just short of 10,000 tracks of music on the station uh, which are uh, digitally recorded. We have advertisements which we make for Rotary. We have messages from Rotary. All of that's programmed in and our studio manager, John Robinson, uh, programmed it all. And so when there is nobody there, uh, the station literally plays itself and it will do that until a live presenter goes in and intervenes and what is the software that you use for that it's called uh radio dj 
and it's um, it's free to download, and um, it's a very good system, and uh, it's used by a lot uh, of internet radio stations, and I believe it's also used by some of the major uh, radio stations as well. So, where are your listeners located? We 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 have listeners in. Uh, over 150 countries uh, around the world, which quite astounds us. Uh, but um, nevertheless, it is it is true. Um, the, the the volume of the audience varies enormously from day to day, um, and from across the different time zones. Uh, and we have quite a lot of people in China who listen to us. A lot of people in the United States uh, and Canada, um, and uh, you know sometimes those audiences are larger than our our audience in uh, the UK, which again is a, is a bit weird, but uh, nonetheless it's um, it's all very enjoyable and it enables us to get the rotary message across. So you do a segment yourself. Uh, yes, yes, I, I do. Um, I do three shows a week, um, from ten until twelve on ch- in the mornings, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and then uh, other presenters uh, work around me. But there's uh, the only the only day of the week we, which we don't have any live presenters is um, uh, Monday. Um, but we're always looking for new people. Um, so, uh, you know, anybody that's listening into this, um, if they'd like to get in touch with us, uh, it's perfectly possible to um, send in programs. We have a lady called Gwen Jones, and um, she uh, is a member of a Rotary Club that's based on an island in Seattle Sound. And she re- uh, she's a retired professional broadcaster, and she sends us in programs uh, once a week. And... Uh, they're called Greetings from America, and uh, uh, they go out uh, one evening every every week. And uh, there was some indication when I saw you on a previous presentation where you were using university and college students. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, one of the founding principles uh, of the station was that we wanted to include as many young people as we could. Um, and I, I think Rotary in Canada um, and North America has the same problem as, as Rotary in the United Kingdom, but we find it difficult to recruit young people. Uh, and so we set out to deliberately make us attractive because we thought young people would like to come in and, and be radio hosts because they tend to think it's glamorous, although... Um, if you've, if you've got up early on a, on a wet Monday morning to get into the studio, it's not anything like as glamorous as they think. But um, uh, we, we've hitched up with um, a couple of universities and a further education college here, and they send us their students. We train them uh, in uh, the art of, of broadcasting. It's usually part of their college course anyway, but what we do is we give them... Um, work experience so they're actually broadcasting without the protective uh wall of uh, of the college around them they're actually doing it live and some of them take to it immediately and some of them run a mile but um 
uh, they, they seem to enjoy it. We're also working uh, with the English and drama and music departments of the college that we're particularly involved with. And they're, they're writing radio plays, which we, uh, the, the English students write them, the um, drama students perform them, and then their media department put them down and we, we will broadcast them. And so we're working on a project which hopefully will come to fruition later this year. Uh, and we will do that year on year because the more young people we get involved, the more young people we hope will join Rotary. So, Steve, the cost of this operation must be significant. Talk it, about it, the it cost. Is, it, it is actually very modest. Um, we are very fortunate that our studios are in a business centre which is owned by a, a member of our Rotary Club. She lets us have the space for free, um, and it would normally... Um, Cost a significant sum of money, and we, we don't have to pay that. But the, the rest of it costs uh, around about with, with the licenses, the insurance for the premises, um, buying or renewing equipment. Um, it costs about two and a half thousand pounds a year, which is nothing really for the penetration that uh, we get with the rotary message. <clears throat> we are trying to raise more money uh, because we've been running uh, now uh, since 2018. And um, we, we started with some good quality but second-hand equipment, uh, and that is now getting to the end of its useful life and we need to replace it. So we're looking to, to raise some money uh, so that we can uh, replace the computers. Steve, I understand that you're not just in the radio business. You also rent disco equipment? We do do that, yes. Um, and um, we, we, we bought that equipment just before the lockdown started because uh, we thought that it would be a very good way of, um, of raising money by, you know, when, when Rotary Clubs do dances or they do events that they want um, music outdoors or whatever. Of course, all that got hammered by the fact that we weren't allowed out. Um, and so that is going to change now, and we hope that you know, come the summer and it all changes, uh, we will be able to, to rent the equipment out, and um, <coughs> um, we, we will start to get some income that way. Uh, oh, and also, just as an addition, uh, uh, one of our presenters, uh, a guy called Russ Hughes, um, in his youth was a semi-professional musician and um, his band was the uh, the support act for bands like Status Quo and Her Herman's Hermits and um, he, he, he uh, ran a lot of folk clubs in the north of England and uh, when he joined our club and he joined the Rotary Station he said he'd like to do a folk night uh, and he said, well, what, what, you know, why don't you come along and sing, Steve? So I, I dusted the, um, I dusted all the, uh, the, the mess off the, off the top of my guitar case and got the instrument out. And uh, I'm trying now to remember how to play it so that we can do this um, uh, thing. So we're, 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 we're not sure of our name yet. We're either going to be called Bookham and Risk It, 
uh, or possibly the Heavily Brothers, as we're both a bit uh, weightier than we were in our youth. But we'll, we'll see if that's a, a third string to our, our careers late in life. So looking forward, Steve, three years from today, what's the station going to look like? I, I would hope that we would have uh, a lot more presenters. I mean, there are uh, about a dozen of us, really, at the moment, and we could do with at least twice that number. Um, so I would hope we would have more presenters and more uh, females. Um, but also, um, with the younger people coming in, uh, what we'd really like to do is, at the moment, we are broadcasting music that you and I might like and, and most Rotarians. But that's not necessarily attractive to a younger audience, nor is it the sort of music that young people want to play. So we hope that when we've got sufficient of these younger people from the college trained up, we will open another uh, channel so that we can have a, a middle-of-the-road channel, which is the one that exists at the moment, but uh, another channel for much younger people. Um, and uh, I think that will go a long way to uh, you know, helping us build the station. If we could, then we'd have another channel uh, that played classical music. But uh, again, that's all about recruitment, and we'd have to find more studio space to do that. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Well, for our listeners, what is your website so people can uh, find out more about you and listen into your your uh, programs? Okay, we are www.rotaryradiouk. That's all one word. Rotaryradiouk.org. And that takes you through to our website, and there's lots of stuff. There's all sorts of ways that you can connect to us. You can use your phone, a smart speaker, um, uh, and, and obviously a computer. Well, thank you very much, Steve. You've got a great story to tell. And thank a, you. And a great success story. So thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. That's, that's my great pleasure, Peter. Thank you for listening.